0: We're going to get into unraveling some secrets, some secrets you may never heard about from a guy you may never heard about either, but I'm super excited just from, you know, what I've looked into it and the guest and his knowledge in it and what it's done for him and people he's helped with it. Uh, so, and, you know, kind of leaving you out there in the weeds, but, but get ready to really be, you know, uh, intrigued with this topic over the seven secrets of the Sultan. Uh, today we have Jeff Buter on the show. Jeff, welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast today.
1: Hey, Chris, great to be here, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely.
0: So, uh, you know, Jeff has stumbled upon these secrets, you know, I think decades ago. I think 30 years is what I saw uh, when I was doing some research or close to it. Um, Tell us, Jeff, first, what are these secrets all about to give people a, a kind of an idea starting out?
1: Yeah, to give you an idea you know if you wonder like what makes certain people go out and light the world on fire and build skyscrapers and invent phones and and then other people don't do anything <laughs> why and if you're one of those people who right now feels like you haven't done enough and you want to do way more how do you change how do you move from the category of people who aren't lighting the world on fire into the category of people who are. That's what I'm going to talk about. Awesome.
0: And it, so these came about from you learning about a sultan. Is that correct?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, finding these secrets makes me sound like I was down in the basement <laughs> of the Vatican doing research. There's nothing like that. <laughs> okay. And no I, national I, treasure type stuff. Nope. This happened. I was a concrete contractor. And I happened to be working for a couple who had everything I wanted, but I couldn't see any way for me to have that life. Mm. And I literally complained to them like an idiot. (laughs) And it was during this conversation, didn't start out with me complaining, but it devolved into that. The lady turned and walked away and it was an incredibly embarrassing moment for me. Mm. But a few minutes later, she came back and placed a manuscript in my hands and told me to read it that night and bring it back to her the next day. So, you know, far from me finding these secrets. This was me being pathetic and a woman taking mercy on me. And she and her husband obviously were in that group of lighting the world on fire. They were remodeling these beautiful homes. Mm. turning them, selling them, making millions of dollars a year. Wow. And here I am, a lowly contractor working in their backyard, bitching, you know, about, <laughs> I work harder than anyone. You've heard it. Yep. And I don't make as much as, you know, people who have it easy. Well, she gave me this manuscript. It was probably the most, uh, one of the most transformative moments of my life. Now, I wasn't even going to read it, Chris. (laughs) I mean, people can't really comprehend this, but my day as a concrete contractor started at 530 in the morning. Mm. Now, at five in the afternoon, my crew would go home, but not me. That's when I'd go out collecting money, selling new jobs, picking up things. And so when I'd get home around 7.30, 8.30 sometimes, I'd just wolf down some food, take a shower, and throw my body into bed so that yeah. I could do it again the next day. And I was already exhausted. I'll I'd bet. been doing this for years and years. But I did read the first page of that manuscript, and then I stayed up the whole night reading the rest of it and wow. taking notes. So that's how important this was to me. So it, is this a manuscript? That is, is, I'm guessing it's not
0: readily available besides through the book that you read or that you wrote. That kind of highlights everything. Is that correct? Or
1: yeah, I've looked for it. I'm still looking oh. for it. I'm still seeing if it pops up. Uh, you know, uh, but now that I'm talking about it, I'm worried that somebody's going to create their own and try to sell it. Mm. But I have never seen it up to now, published. Interesting. Did you ever find out where she got it from? And no, that's another story. <laughs> this worked for me. And I'm going to give you a little taste of what I'm talking about in a yeah. second. But it took about eight months for my life to transform in a drastic and dramatic way. And by the time it did, I still, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I still wasn't sure it was what she told me or, but by the time I was absolutely sure that it was this manuscript she shared with me that changed my life. Uh, Well, I was really busy, for one thing, with a new business. And so there was a time when I went looking for her to thank her, and I couldn't find her. I couldn't even remember what neighborhood I was in. I had poured thousands of pool decks and patios and driveways. So I've never founder and now wow. 30 years later she was probably my age then uh, so I assume she's dead and gone wow but anyway she did me a great favor and if you're listening now thank you from the bottom <laughs> of my heart
0: uh, how crazy would that be <laughs> that would be something but okay okay so so you read this manuscript, you read the whole thing, I'm assuming, like you said, yeah. finished the book. Did you read it?
1: Did you get to keep it or did you, did you give it back to her? No, I gave it back to her the next morning, but I oh, took, wow. but okay. I, I took notes and uh, and I was excited. Now, when I say I didn't know for sure, that, mm-hmm. don't interpret that to mean that I wasn't excited about this. This was yeah. the first time that I had absolute hope that I could seize control of my own life and my future. And why is that? Let's dive into that. So what made you, after reading
0: this, like what, what what, flipped the switch that you're like, oh my goodness, okay.
1: Well, this manuscript told the story of a real man in history, Sultan Musa of Mali, who is reported to be the wealthiest man to ever walk the earth. No one's huh. ever come close to this guy. King Solomon? No, Sultan wow. Musa of Mali. I, know. I don't oh, yeah. know how okay. he compares to Solomon. But, yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. Uh, he's reported to be the wealthiest And if you take guys like Jeff Bezos, uh-huh. Uh you know his name, you know uh, Elon Musk, take their wealth, combine it and you're getting close <laughs> to what Sultan Mo of Mali had clear back in the 1300s in West Africa. Wow. Okay, but he didn't start out that way. Okay. He was dirt poor, the kind of poor that you and I can't even fathom. His father died when he was young, and this event plunged him and his mother into poverty. His mother couldn't even guarantee him one meal a day or even one meal in two or three days. He had to go out and steal to stay alive. Mm. And he became a pretty good thief. (laughs) So at the age of 12, he fell in with an older thief who promised him untold riches to help him pull off a heist, a big heist, and they did. Hmm. But instead of sharing the wealth with little 12-year-old Musa, the older thief sealed him in a cave and left him to die, which he basically did. Okay, now that sounds weird, but... He had what we call today a near death experience in which he met a man made of light and love who taught him all kinds of crazy things about how the world works and how creation works and how you work. And it's these principles he used to become very wealthy, but he didn't just lift himself out of poverty with these principles. Mm. He lifted the entire Mali kingdom out of poverty. And that's why he's in the history books. Awesome. The Mali kingdom was, he spread it, he grew it. And the people who used to be very poor and warring all the time became incredibly happy, wealthy, and loving. Hmm. They helped each other instead of tried to take what each other had. And that made him rich, but he- Hmm. Anyway, I'll get back to this. In his writings, there is something called the language of the gods. Okay. Now, I want you to imagine me. I'm a concrete contractor. I'm very frustrated. <laughs> I'm in the hole financially. I'm living in America, you know, wanting to have that American dream, that great life, but I don't have it and I don't see any way to get it. Hmm. And here I read. Musa is saying, anyone who says anything in this language, the language of the gods, the world will obey your commands. Interesting. All right. So my little ears are all the way perked up. I'm looking at this. And first I'm thinking, he's not going to tell me. And if he does tell me, there's going to be some hitch where I can't really do it and it doesn't really work. But No. There it was in black and white, very clear. I instantly knew it was true. That's one thing I'll say. I knew that that that's how it works once I read it. And it was very simple. So I began speaking this language tentatively at first because I was worried that if it didn't work, I knew it would. But if it didn't, I'd be so devastated. And I was on such a high for the first time in my life. I felt like someone had shared the secret with me to how you do it. But eventually I went hog wild speaking this language. And I'm going to teach this language to your listeners right now, today. Okay. Let's do it. And when I do, by the way, you don't have to take my word for this. You can speak it and prove to yourself that it works. But to give you a little taste of what happened to me, Finances were the thing that I was the most concerned about, mm-hmm. having the most trouble with. So that's what I eventually started speaking this language about. Okay. And within a relatively short period of time, uh, a new business fell into my lap and I went from a uh, $60,000 a year concrete guy to making three times that much every month. Wow. In fact, it got so absurd. I had money coming in from everywhere. Things were, people were offering me stuff. I had to use the first of the three, seven secrets, the principles to slow things down a little bit. It was overwhelming. That's how powerful this is. Wow. So I'm going to teach this language to you because in that same Set of writings, that same manuscript. He talked about how the man-made of light and love taught him that there is a mechanism that controls your life. This mechanism is making all kinds of important decisions about you and your future that, like how much money you're going to have, how many friends you're going to have, how attractive you are, how much energy you're going to have, are you going to be healthy and vibrant? Or are you going to be sickly and weak and have no energy? It's making all of these decisions about you. And the language of the gods is all about the language that mechanism believes, hears, and obeys. Okay. So it's about the conversation that's always going on, if you can view it this way, between the conscious mind, Mm -hmm. which is that part of you that you think of as you, Mm -hmm. and this mechanism, which he called the veiled mind. Okay. Now, thankfully, everybody listening is probably familiar with the concept of a subconscious mind. Uh If you weren't, it'd make this a whole lot harder to explain. (laughs) But I may use the terms subconscious mind and veiled mind interchangeably, but it's basically the same thing, and that is the thing that is controlling your life. And whatever it believes to be true about you, or in other words, whatever it believes to be true about the role you're playing, because that's all any of us are doing, we're just... We're like actors on a stage. We're committed to a role. We're dedicated. We get into character and stay there. And then we act, you know, any situation, we react the way that character would. And this is so you can learn. But your subconscious mind keeps your life congruent so that you don't act like, you know, Jeff Buner one day and then an hour later you're acting like Chris <laughs> An hour after that, you're acting like your mother. This keeps your personality, your experience congruent so that you can learn something. Hmm. Now, I gotta tell you something that might sort of blow the minds of everybody listening, but it's imp- it makes it easier for me to explain how to do this, okay? How to seize control of your life with these principles and how to, Literally pick events that you want to experience in the future, Mm -hmm. and then speak the language of the gods to this mechanism, and then sit back and watch while at some future date those experiences happen. Now, you don't believe me maybe, but keep listening. I don't (laughs) want to lose you here. Yeah, yeah. Well, this guy is out of his mind. (laughs) No, this actually happened to me and has happened so many times. I've proven it or proved it. Yeah. And thousands of other people that I've taught this to have proved it as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, because it's, I mean,
0: this is a, when you talk about subconscious and, and, you know, conscious mind and it can really get, well, a little just confusing, but I think if you can break it down, you know. I'm
1: going to break it down. Yeah. It's going to become so simple. (laughs) <laughs> you're gonna literally be pissed off, some of <laughs> you, that you haven't seen this before. All right, because I'm ready you've for it. Experience frustration that while you think it's not necessary, it really is. That's what yeah. that frustration and things you think of as failings in your life. Mm. Those all set the sturdy concrete foundation of about what you're gonna learn. Okay. Okay, or what you're about to learn. I didn't say that very clearly. (laughs) So Sultan Musa of Mali was extremely benevolent. He had an unbelievable life. It wasn't just about money. His love affair was something of legends. I mean, he had, the people loved him. He was a leader. And uh, it's said of him that he started construction on a new school every Friday. And in these schools, he taught these principles that allowed him to become so wealthy and happy and prosperous, Mm -hmm. and that's what lifted the whole kingdom out of poverty. Mm -hmm. Now, he is the author of the fairy tale, Aladdin and the Magic Lamp. See,
0: I was going to ask, because it sounded a lot like Aladdin when you were telling his story. I was like, man, is that where that came
1: from? (laughs) Antoine Gallant was 100% honest about this. He said he didn't write the story. He just published it, and he translated it from ancient Arabic scripts written by Sultan Musa of Mali. Wow. Now, I'm going to take you to the three elements of that story because that makes it easy for me to tell you how to do this and how it works. Sure, yeah. Now, you might ask, well, why did he embed the secrets in a fairy tale? Why didn't he just come out and say it? But think about it. This is the 1300s. He starts out, he's a young boy, and he starts changing his life. And it changes pretty rapidly. And he wants to teach others to do what he did, namely seize control of your life, build anything you want out of your life. But you can't just come out and say, Hey, I died a couple of years ago and then I came back to life. And by the way, I met God who taught me these principles that I've used. That's just an easy way to get in a lot of trouble, maybe even killed. Yeah. In fact, even Antoine Gallant would not publish the second parchment, the, the manuscript I read. He only huh. published the fairy tale because he too, this was the 1600s. People were still put to death for the crime of heresy. Yeah, He was terrified of that second parchment. It talked about God and spirit bodies and near-death experiences, all kinds of crazy things that he knew would get him in trouble. So he just passed it down generation to generation, and he himself went on to be very wealthy and very famous. Mm. But he never published it. Wow. So let's go to those three elements. And see if I can make this make sense. Okay. The first element in the story is, of course, the character Aladdin. hmm Aladdin represents the conscious mind, that part of you that you think of as you. And think of yourself as just an actor on a stage, okay? Yep. Yeah. Now you have the all-powerful genie who can get you anything you want if, you know how to summon it and how to command it in the only language it believes and obeys. Okay, that brings us to the best part of the story, right? The magic lamp. Yeah. This is the thing that changes everything for Aladdin. It's the thing yep. that changed everything for Musa and also for me. Hmm. The magic lamp represents the language of the gods, but what it represents is a piece of knowledge, some understanding about the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious minds and how to command the mechanism that controls your life. And please don't doubt me on this. It has the power to put you anywhere it believes you're supposed to be. It can orchestrate situations and circumstances into your life at will if it believes those are congruent with the role you're playing. Mm. And whatever it believes, it's going to make true in the physical realm. Okay, but that brings us to a question. Who told it what to believe? Well, you did. And you did it in this language that is represented by the magic lamp. Mm. And once you understand it, you can tell your subconscious mind what to believe at will anytime you want to. And once it believes it, like I said before... It'll go make it true in the physical realm. How it does that is another thing that, you know, I may not be able to get into real deep right now. Yeah. But your subconscious mind is feeding you your thoughts. It holds all of your memories, all of your experiences, it feeds you emotions. And, By doing this, it leads you like a bull with a ring in your nose right to where it believes you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to experience Mm. based on the role you're playing, based on the role you told it you're playing. Yeah. Language. Yeah.
0: So that role we're playing is that, you know, because I've heard people talk about like either whatever you think about, even if it's like negative or positive, like subconscious doesn't differentiate between that. So like if I'm thinking – uh, you know, I need more clients or I need more money. It's just thinking, oh, there's not enough kind of thing. So doesn't, is that kind of what you're meaning by that?
1: Yeah, but I'm going to, okay. So what you're thinking has very little to do with this language. Okay. So, and the words come out, coming out of your mouth, they have nothing to do with it. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, this language is feelings. Feelings is the language of the gods. Now, don't gloss over that. Don't say, oh, yeah, feelings. They're important. (laughs) No, feelings are literal commands to the mechanism that controls your life, and it only says two things in the fairy tale. Moose is trying to get us to understand. The first is a question. What is wanted? What do you want? Hmm. It's always asking you, what do you want? And you're always telling it in the language of how you're feeling about every aspect of your life. And it okay. leads those feelings and then keeps your life congruent. Okay. So the second thing it says when you wash it with, you know, wash feelings over it, it says, your wish is my command. And it goes and does what it does. When you change your feelings, you change your life. Now, this isn't easy to do because you've been trained from the day you got here. You were told by parents, brothers and sisters, other kids who were your friends, kids who weren't your friends, who you are, what group you belong to, and how that group acts and thinks. Yeah. And this this is so powerful. I mean, think about going to school in what your mother thought was awesome. You're dressed in, you know, slacks and a nice shirt, button down shirt, and you get to school and start looking around and you're like, damn it, the, the cool kids aren't wearing this. I look like an idiot. Yeah. So next day, you know, you go home and tell your mother in no uncertain terms, I'm not wearing that to school tomorrow. I gotta have, you know, blue jeans and sneakers mm-hmm. and whatever it is. Your whole life, you've been molding yourself to fit into your environment because it's important to do that. You get punished by going too far out of line of your group. Yep. So you've cut your hair the way you've cut it, grown your beard the way you've grown it. You're wearing what you think is acceptable. You've molded yourself all along Mm. to fit in. Yep. And that's fine. You've learned a ton by doing that. But let's say, and by the way, your your whole life, others have kind of foisted the role that you've bought into and adopted onto you. Mm-hmm. You were told who you are. and Okay, but now you're the adult and you absolutely have the right, the ability, and the power to Choose and design and create the role you want, the life you want. And I'm going to tell you how to do this. It's going to go counterintuitive to everything you've been taught and quite frankly, everything you're doing. Because if you were doing something differently, your reality would be different. Now, a lot of times people will say, wait a minute, Jeff, so you're saying The way I'm feeling about, say, my finances is being told to this mechanism that controls my life. And then it goes and makes it that way. Yes. Jeff,
0: I'm going to pause you real quick.
1: Yep.
0: Because on my side, oh, you were frozen and you just came back. So I wanted to make sure, because I thought you were about to say something like, um, so I wanted to stop it before it got too far along, because I wanted to make sure we get that on camera. So Let me check my... Okay, I got four bars. I'm doing okay. all right. but, yeah, you know, do a hair Yeah. And it could, I mean, honestly, it could be just StreamYard, but because we're good here too. I just wanted to make sure, but you came back. So that's great. Um, so we can dive right back into that uh, about, you know, our thought about money, basically.
1: Well, hey, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to, but okay, we'll start here. Everyone listening right now wants more of something, whether it's more money more love, better health, better fitness, or just more happiness in general, more fulfillment. And everything you want already exists in this magical place called out there somewhere. It's already there. And your subconscious mind already knows about it. It already knows that $5 million idea. It already knows that business partner who if you hooked up with him or her, They've got half of the business and you've got the other half and the two of you would be off like a rocket ship, but it's not going to share any of that information with the conscious mind unless it believes that that supports the role it believes you're playing. Mm. So the trick is to command it in the only language it obeys to believe that a different role is what you're supposed to be playing, what you're supposed to experience. And then it will happily share with the conscious mind all of the information it needs to get there. Now, what it does, this is crazy, Chris. It, (laughs) It orchestrates situations and it creates circumstances in your life to match the Feelings that you've been flooding it with—it wants to keep your life congruent with your predominant feelings. Okay.
0: So if you're wanting to, you know, say get your business or you want to have more profit, so if you if you change your feelings of uh, towards the profits that you have currently, to you know, I'm super thankful that we have these profits. I'm super happy for the profits we have. Is that? tracking with that language of feelings. Yes.
1: And no, because okay. <laughs> you're going to do it wrong. Okay? <laughs> when you're in a business and let's say, you know, you're in a specific business and you want to increase the uh, you know, the earnings. Yeah. So what you're going to do is take this and say, okay, I'm going to get into the feeling place. By using my imagination, my superpower, my ability to imagine and pretend that things are the way I want them to be. Okay. And then you're going to say, okay, we hit $100,000 last year. I really want to hit 150000 this year. Let's say you're a real estate agent. Okay. So what you're going to do, and there's nothing wrong with this, is just how you've been trained to do it, to do everything. But if you hear me, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to imagine that we have 150,000. I'm going to set that as a goal and oh, that would feel good. So what I'm going to do, what you do next is you, you know, the average sale of every home and you would now start doing some math. How many homes would I have to sell to 150,000? Right. And then you would think how many hours in the office would I have to spend? How many Mm -hmm. postcards would I have to send out? How many contacts would I have to make? All the things you you think you have to do to hit that. Yep. Well, as you start thinking about all of those things you have to do, you hit the same UGG that you always <laughs> feel when you think about, how do I grow my business? Uh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, 100% or 50%. Uh-huh. So, feelings are self-fulfilling prophecies. So, now you've hit that UGG. That's how you're feeling. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Let me offer it different way just an example of how this works sure let's say you decide you got to read my book to understand this maybe but you decide to get lost to generate some imaginary scenarios and you get lost in these beautiful daydreams and i'm not talking small daydreams i'll give you an example right now you imagine With all the power you have to imagine, and you're good at this. By the way, you came into this world a born pro at imagining and getting lost in a make-believe world. You could pretend as a kid for hours. So you're good at this. Don't think you're not. You've just been trained to quit doing it. But Let's say you unleash your imagination and you imagine that you go to the airport and you're so busy and talking on your phone, you miss your flight. And so you go to the service desk and she finds a different flight for you, but it's leaving in 40 minutes. You got to get to that gate right now. So she calls a cart. The cart hustles you to the gate. They all kind of hustle you down the aisle. You get in the airplane and there's only one seat left and it happens to be in first class. And you're like, okay, finally, you know, at all this chaos, something good happened. I'm getting a first class seat. So you sit down and the kindly older gentleman next to you says something nice to make you feel comfortable. And you say something nice back and you get lost in a conversation. Now you're a real estate agent and that comes out in the conversation. And at the end of the flight, this older gentleman hands you a card and says, Chris, Over the course of my lifetime, I've built a real estate portfolio of what I think is worth just over $400 million, and I've just very, very recently come to the conclusion that it's time for me to sell my holdings. Wow. Would you like to be my real estate agent? Now you can start doing some math. (laughs) these are the as you get lost in that i want you to think of something you know that that's just an imaginary scenario it's not real right mm-hmm. but what about the feelings you're generating mm-hmm. are those real yeah better freaking believe it and guess who's listening it's now so cool. when you flood your subconscious mind with enough of those feelings and let me just say something here Feelings are literal commands to your all-powerful inner genie, this subconscious mind of yours. When you create beautiful feelings, ultra-positive feelings, it's literally like saying, hey, you see these? See these feelings? Go make things happen that match. Mm. And it says, your wish is my command, bro. I got you. I'm on it. But here's the thing. I'm going to ask you a question and all of your audience, when is the last time you knew what it felt like to be absolutely financially free, to have money coming in way more than you can spend, way, way more than you could spend in your whole lifetime? What would it feel like, or do you know how it feels to have the perfect sweetheart in your life, to be loved on your terms? When you want love, the you get it the way you want it, when you want it. Do you know what that feels like to be absolutely cared for? Do you know what it feels like to be healthy, vibrant, energetic, and pain free? When's the last time you felt that? Now, if the answer to these questions is, well, Jeff, it's been a long, long time, I think, or maybe never. I've never felt what it's like to have tons of money, more than I could spend. No, never. You cannot expect your all-powerful inner genie to create a life for you, experiences for you, that you've never commanded it to create in the only language it obeys. Mm. And if you think about it and you're honest, you'll realize that what you're commanding it when you think about your finances, for example, how do you feel? By the way, you can know what your subconscious mind believes about any aspect of your life simply by thinking about that aspect and paying attention to how you feel because it's your subconscious mind that feeds you those feelings instantly. Mm -hmm. So it's this circular thing where, you know, you think about your finances, you feel bad about it. It's sending you those feelings. It's answering the question. And now it's also listening to them and believing them and keeping your life congruent. Hmm. But you can throw a giant monkey wrench into that (laughs) whole process by learning to be an imaginary scenario maestro, by mastering this skill of generating scenarios that are really exciting, fun, fulfilling, rewarding, and basking in those feelings. You're going to have to set some time aside to do this. Yeah, a reality. <laughs> yeah, because you have to you have to schedule
0: time right to immerse yourself kind of in these like day, quote unquote daydreams, but these thought the the building of this, uh, of these these life moments.
1: I invented something called the game that changes everything because that manuscript was really heavy on concepts, mm. uh, really light on techniques. Like, how do you do it? Gotcha. So I created this game, and I played it for two hours every morning. Okay, Remember I told you I woke up at 5.30? These <laughs> meet, yeah. man. Now I'm waking up at 3.30, sometimes 2.30, to play this game and get lost in imaginary scenarios. And I was keeping track of the ones that made me feel really excited. And eventually, I'm trying on dreams like you might try on a shirt at the men's store. <laughs> Until you find the right one, the one that you really love. And I'm keeping track of these and revisiting them every morning and running them and building them and finding new ones until I had something that I refer to as my magnificent obsession. Hmm. I had a set of dreams that was perfect for me and I could dedicate my life to those dreams. And once I had that, and by the way, you do this regardless of what's going on in reality. You have two worlds, a spirit world and a physical world. Separate them. Seize control of your spirit world. That's the one that controls the physical world. Trying to control or change physical realities without first changing spirit realities, is ineffectual and it's frustrating it's no fun but you are in control of your life you can absolutely seize control of your life
0: yeah and this has been you know i've just one i love history i'm always intrigued with you know our mind and and you know our spirit and our soul and stuff. you know and how we've been created to to do things and But then I think there's also things that are against us, you know, living our true purpose, which I think has conditioned us to not, you know, do what you're, you're sharing now. And so it's just, sure, it's just, it's a crazy thing. So I, you know, just to even gloss over this, or at least glean over the, the highlights of all this has been really awesome and just got my mind going. And I'm excited to, to look at your book and get in, dig into that. And, um, and even now get into the little history, even more about, uh, you know, sultan and aladdin's the stories and all that so jeff has been this has been just awesome it's just been a fun conversation and really intriguing i think it can really hopefully spark some some things in the listeners as well Um, but if they want to contact you directly or find out more about you or continue to learn from you where's the best place for them to do that and of course where's your book amazon i'm guessing but
1: Start with the book. So okay. I've got, yes, you can go to amazon.com and buy the book. I think it's 19 bucks. But you can also download it or access it absolutely free by going to sultan 7 And there you can access the book. You can learn to speak the language of the gods, and you could be speaking it like tonight and all day tomorrow. And like I said, you don't have to take my word for any of this. You speak that language, the language of feelings, mm. and in the book, it'll teach you how to match the feelings with the life you want, how to use your imagination and your ability to pretend. And when you do, you will see the evidence. The evidence will appear as what I call coincidences, but I put them in here. And, <laughs> yeah. They're little things that start happening that weren't happening before. And at some point you're going to realize, hey, I'm doing this. I can create experiences. I can get my subconscious mind to create situations into my life that match the life I want. Mm. And when you have that experience, it'll be the most empowering thing you've maybe felt in your whole life when you realize you are in control. Love it. So yeah, everyone make sure you uh, get
0: connected with Jeff, uh, get connected with his book uh, and just, you know, start, start diving into it, see how our, you know, how we can start changing, you know, our feelings to be able to speak that language and, and change what you're getting out of life. And so Jeff, this has been, again, been great, super excited for future episodes. I'm sure we'll have you back on, uh, that we do. And, and, uh, yeah, I'm just glad we're connected. Thanks again for being on the podcast
1: today. Thank you, Chris.
0: Thank you for listening to the Elevate Media podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. See you in the next episode.